Welcome to Get Your Book Done. I'm your host, Christine Closer, a Wall Street Journal and USA Today bestselling author, award-winning publisher, and book writing coach to thousands. I love helping aspiring nonfiction authors write, publish, and promote their best books because there's nothing more powerful than writing a book to transform your life, your readers' lives, your business, and ultimately the world with your message. So let's get started. Welcome to today's episode where I am talking with Dr. Ken Harris on the power of synchronicity. And Dr. Ken, not only is he the author of a book that we recently published called Synchronicity, The Magic, The Mystery, The Meaning, but Ken is a pioneer in holistic healing. He's been in this field for 45 years. He was the founder of the Mind Body Wellness Education Center, which is a center dedicated to the exploration, the understanding, and the promotion of the mind body spirit connection. He is also a former faculty professor at New York Chiropractic College. And he has lived a life filled with synchronicity, and today he's going to help you put the power of synchronicity to work for your life, your book, everything that it is that you are here experiencing, evolving through, and growing through in this amazing journey called life, especially life as an author. So welcome, Ken. I'm so excited that you're here today. Well, I'm very happy to be here, Christine. I actually, uh, I'm looking forward to our conversation Having worked with your company to get my book up and out in print, I am very, very happy to support you and encourage people to use your services. Well, thank you. I did not pay him to say that, by the way. <laughs> Ken's just a, a gushing, raving fan because of this book that we uh, did publish for him called Synchronicity. But before we dig into the power of synchronicity and really helping our listeners understand it and really put this power to work for them in every era of their life and understand what synchronicity is, first, I want to ask you, like, how did you come into this whole authorship thing? Like, was it a childhood dream? Did it, you know, knock on your door one day? How did it happen for you? Well, it wasn't a childhood dream any more than me becoming a doctor was a childhood dream. I found my way into writing this book because I kept having these so-called random meetings with famous people. And I started to get the idea that something larger than me was directing this, that it wasn't coming from me personally that I was being given this gift, you might say, by grace to meet the right people at the right time, at the right place. And uh, I, I had a, see, a series of sequential synchronicities that were undeniable uh, in terms of way, way beyond any mathematical coincidence. I, I knew I was being guided. And I was told, I, I actually uh, was intuited to say, hey, dummy, this ain't about you. Write the book to remind people that synchronicity is ubiquitous. They're having them in their own lives. And we're here on the other side trying to keep them on track. And we arrange these things uh, at the right time, at the right place for them to make decisions of how to move forward, possibly what to do next and possibly what not to do next. So I, I didn't seek it. I think it sought me. Ah, beautiful, beautiful. Sounds like synchronicity helped you write a book on synchronicity. <laughs> yes. So would you actually be willing to sort of define or describe or explain what synchronicity means? Because, I mean, you wrote a whole book on this one very powerful word if people really understand it. So can you talk to us more about what you mean, how you would define synchronicity? Well, the term was originally coined by Carl Jung, 
who was a contemporary of the famous Dr. Sigmund Freud. And Jung uh, believed in something called the collective unconscious. And he believed that we were all subconsciously connected in an energetic field and that these so-called random coincidences are not random at all, that events take place sequentially for specific meanings, and we need to learn to connect the dots. So synchronicity in the average person's mind is, is randomness, but it's not. It's, it's part of an intelligent design. It's deliberate. And when you, you have uh, one or two events dovetail each other that have some not originally apparent meaning, but when you connect the dots, you realize why I had to do this to find this to find this. A lot of people call it serendipity. You know, you go mm. look at one thing and you find another. But synchronicity is more, more directive. It's not that you, you come across it haphazardly. You come across it, I would say, the breadcrumbs. It helps to find your way home or keep you on your path. Uh, it's a continuous flow of uninterrupted sequences. So synchronicity is when two things crisscross, they become quantumly entangled, and then uh, upon retrospection or introspection, you start to connect the dots and understand the meaning behind why these things had to happen in that order. Yes. You know, it's funny, as you say that I'm having stories, like these moments flash back in my head of all the clients over the years. I've been doing this work with authors for 16 years, but so many times I have heard this line, you know, well, I was just thinking about writing a book and then somehow, this is like the keyword, somehow your email ended up in my inbox. And I don't usually open, you know, emails like this, but something made me open that email. I've heard this story over and over and over again. So is that like something that you would call synchronicity? Absolutely. There's a whole chapter in my book about me declaring after watching a, uh, a special on TV late at night about Machu Picchu. And I told my wife, Judy, in the following morning, I said, you know, Judy, I'm being called to go to this place called Machu Picchu, but it's way up in the Andes Mountains. And she has altitude sickness. She says, well, when are you going to go? Because I can't go there. I got sick. I says, I don't know. But I just feel like I'm supposed to go there. Well, as fate would have it, I go in and check my email that morning. Right after I spoke with my wife, she said, well, I go when it's right. And it's okay. I'm not going. You go. She said, she's going to Miraval. <laughs> and <it ended> <laughs> I said, fine. At, at our age in marriage, we can have separate vacations. The first email I opened up was from a woman I had met seven years prior at an energy healing conference in Colorado, a, a group called the ICEM, the International Society for the Study of Subtle Energy and Energy Medicine. And I spoke there. And this woman came over to me and we became friends. But I hadn't heard from her for seven years. And the first email says, Dear Ken, I'm taking a pilgrimage to Machu Picchu. Do you want to come? <laughs> of course it said that. <laughs> I picked the phone up. I was the first one to register. And it was a magical, mystical, life-changing trip. There was only 16 of us. Oh. And uh, Deb had done uh, her own due diligence. In the seven years, I hadn't seen her. She got her PhD. She became a transformational author. She works for Jack Canfield. So she was deeply steeped in spirituality. And she took us up to this mountain, and I don't want to go off on too much a tangent, but there was, it was a magical, mystical time. So, mm. yes, to answer your original question, that's not a coincidence. That's, yes. that's declaring yourself, and the universe says, hey, okay, that's what you want. I'm going to send it to you. 
Yes, yes, yes. And I'm sure as you hear Dr. Ken and I talking right now, listeners, something tells me that you can very easily probably call upon some memories and some experiences in your own life. Like, oh yeah, that and that one decision, that one moment where these two things came together, created a new opportunity and a whole new trajectory in your life, in your relationships, for your children, like for your book, who knows? And I know synchronicity played a part in your book coming to life. Ken, do you want to share that story real quick? Sure, sure. So I, I uh, had a conversation with a mutual friend, Christine and I know, uh, Linda Robeck. And she said, what are you up to these days? I said, you know, I just decided I'm going to write a book. And uh, the first thing she said to me, do you have a publisher? I said, no, I, I haven't even written a book yet. <laughs> she said, well, I got the publisher. I said, oh, really? And she told me about you. At which point I did my due diligence, I went online, I checked you out, and uh, as you know, Christine, before you even finished telling me what you do and how it works, I said, yes, where do I send the check? So I knew immediately that you were the right one to help me manifest and bring into life this book I had inside of me. So that was synchronistic that I happened to have a conversation with uh, Linda. Yes, whose book we just published recently called Circular Leadership. So absolutely. And, you know, it's kind of funny because, and I just have to say, like, Ken was, he literally picked up the phone, I think, with a credit card in hand, ready to put down the deposit and start publishing. But as an ethical publisher, I really felt like it was important that I had to cross my I's and dot my T's and make sure he understood the details of the package and what we would be doing and what we wouldn't be doing. And he sat patiently and just listened and listened and listened and listened and listened and then was like, okay, I'm going to give you my credit card now. How do I get this thing started? So uh, thank you for your patience. And as a result, you know, we have this book now in the world called Synchronicity, The Magic, The Mystery, The Meaning. It's available on Amazon. You can go to Dr. Ken's site at drkenharris.com to learn more about it as well. But why did you write this particular book? Well, as I, as I said, I originally had, I had resistance. I had many, many synchronicities. You know, synchronicity is ubiquitous. It's happening to everyone, everywhere, every place. But I finally, after meeting a friend of mine, I hadn't seen him for 54 years, through a series of incredible coincidences, which they were not, I was told, I was intuited by spirit that this book needed to go into the world to let people know they're not walking on this life path by themselves. There's a bigger mission here. So my book is basically a reminder to people that you are being guided, that you're not walking here like flotsam and jetsam on, on the top of, a, of an ocean. They're being pushed from pillar to post. Pay attention, stay aware, stay awake, and stay alert. The signs and the symbols are right before your very eyes. Everyone you meet is a student or a teacher to you. So pay attention to what people tell you, because that, in my opinion, is God in drag speaking to you through them, from the person who pumps your gas at the service station to the person who checks you out at the supermarket. Pay attention. So are you saying that pretty much every moment we're experiencing is actually a moment of synchronicity? I wouldn't say every moment, no, okay. no Christine, but I would say every day you're having them. Every okay. day, some, some, some small ones, some little breadcrumbs and some large meals are being sent your way. <laughs> so, uh, you know, it's, it, you have to just be in the present moment. If you want to have synchronicity, stay present. Don't be in the past. Don't be in the future. Pay attention to what's right before your very eyes. You don't have to go looking for it. It will find you. And I feel like what you just said is 
so absolutely pertinent to the journey of writing a book as well, right? Like the more you can be present, the more you can be present to the page, the more you can get out of your head and trying to figure out the how, the how, the how, the how, the how, and the more you can be in the question and the curiosity and the inquiry and the presence, like that's where I think authors can really put the power of synchronicity to work in their writing process because all of a sudden, right, quote unquote, like the same thing, somehow your email showed up in my inbox. It's like all of a sudden, you know, you're taking a shower and as you're present and aware, there's this moment of synchronicity. We're like, oh, that chapter that you were kind of struggling with all of a sudden is clear to you. But if we stay in the thinking that it's up to us in our heads and our minds and figuring out and trying to find our own solutions and be the determiners of the how of every twist and turn of how this book is going to be written, how it's going to be published and all of that. It's almost like we're pushing the synchronicity that wants to come to us away and we make it harder on ourselves than we have to. Does that, is that accurate from your understanding of synchronicity? 100%. I would say it's not a push. It's a draw. Stay present in the present moment and you'll draw all the elements in the field of pure potentiality to you. So given that, what would your advice be perhaps to an author who is struggling and just really finding it difficult to stay present, even though they may have the awareness that on the other side of this struggle to be present are all of these, you know, synchronicities and insights and understandings that will make this journey, whether it's writing and publishing the book or the journey of their life, a little more fluid and easy and that feeling of it being grace guided. Like, do you have any suggestions around the practice of becoming more present so that we are more open to the power of synchronicity in our lives? Yes, I do. Uh, If you're struggling, don't get up from the from the computer, go outside, go into nature, take a walk, connect with the with the phenomenal world that that we live and move and have our being in. It should never be a struggle. I didn't struggle writing this book. This book came through me and came from a higher source, I believe, and I was open to it. But but I'm a meditator and I've been meditating my whole life. And I think if you learn some form of med- some form of meditation and you practice it daily, uh, there'll be some days you'll just sit down and it will flow effortlessly. And if it's not flowing effortlessly, I would say leave it alone for the day or two a week. Don't force the writing. And, And the other caveat I would give to authors is don't just write from your head, write from your heart or your emotional feeling realm. Because if you're not feeling the words as you're writing them, when people read them, they're not going to feel anything. So, so if you want to connect with your audience or your tribe or whoever that may be with the people who you want to hear this message, you have to experience it as you're writing it. So you have to really be open to connecting the thought with the feeling. So incredibly true. Thank you, Ken. And uh, yeah, I love, I mean, and maybe you've had this experience happen as well as you're writing your book. I know it happens for me when I'm writing and I, I definitely hear my clients talk about it where they write something, where they're so present, they're so in the flow, um, they're so linked up in that moment where like everything they need just comes to them and they go back and read it. They're like, oh my gosh, like I wrote this? This is really good. And there's sometimes a sense of shock from people going back and reading their own words. I know I've had this and I'd love to hear if you've had it. We're like, did that just come from me? 
And like, that's where I think like these moments of synchronicity where we're just the vessel and like everything is happening and it's just as it's supposed to be. And these words pour on the page and you're like, dang, those are some pretty good words. Like, have you did though? Yeah. Did you have these experiences in the writing process? Many, many times, Christine. And like you being a public speaker, you know, and I know that you'll get off the stage when you're doing seminars and workshops and you won't remember anything you said. Yeah. People will come up and, t- and say to you, you know, that thing you said when you were up there and you smile and you realize, <laughs> well, you, you may have said it, but it was channeled through you in some way. So yes, both writing and speaking, I've had the same identical experience. Um, so what about editing? <laughs> what is the editing process like? That's challenging, but <laughs> you, you have an excellent, excellent team. I, again, she didn't pay me to say this, but I had three editors. I had an initial editor before I ever got to you who started me on the process. Then I had another woman who, who put it into manuscript form for me to submit it to you because I'm not a, I'm a hunt peck type. <laughs> I'm very good. But she worked for ABC. Her name is Miriam. And she, and she did a great job. But the one who, who really was employed by you took my good book and made it an excellent book. She cut out all the fat. I have a tendency to be verbose and talk too much, as my wife would say. So I, I, I wrote that way, but she, she shortened it, got to the heart of the matter. She was excellent. So editing is key. And don't, don't second guess your editor. <laughs> Listen to what they say, and they'll put it in a uh, presentable form for the reader to, uh, to digest it easier. Yes, and I think you had Gwen edit, didn't you? Have Gwen edit? Yeah, she was excellent. I, uh, I can't, yeah, I can't say enough good things about her. Yeah, she's amazing. She's she has been on my team for more than a decade, and uh, she's a she's a gift. So you're, I mean, they're all they're all great, but uh, I have a soft spot in my in my heart for Gwen because she was like one of the first editors on my team years and years ago. So she was very competent, and she dotted her eyes, crossed her T's. Anytime I gave her a reference, she didn't find it. I had to go and do my due diligence and. You know, she wouldn't let anything go by that wasn't verifiable. So I'm thankful for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's important. I mean, for any of you, you're writing these books and publishing these books, and you like you don't want to put all this time and energy and money and effort into creating something that is anything less than the best that it could be. So, like, this is just my little, you know, sidebar for all of you. Maybe it doesn't have to do with the topic of the power of synchronicity today. But whatever you do with your book, as you birth this book into the world, like don't cut corners, don't skip editing, don't just push it out to push it out fast, but secretly knowing that it's really not your best work. You deserve more than that. And your readers deserve more than that. So, you know, this is why as you heard from Ken, we kind of, we put our clients through the paces because we want their book to be the best that it can possibly be for them. And we're not willing to settle for them to just publish something because they sent us a manuscript. Like it's important for it to be the best it can. Well, I can say unequivocally, it was a first-class professional job. Well, thank you. We, we do aim to be first-class professionals. So um, thank you for that, again, unpaid endorsement. <laughs> so <laughs> one of the other things that I wanted to talk with you about, and this was sort of more on the, the book, the author journey, and synchronicity may, may come into it as well. right? As you know, like we are publishers and we provide some marketing support for our authors, but really like marketing is kind of up to the author once the book is out, whether you're publishing through Random House 
or Kapusha, my publishing company, or any anywhere in between. So can you talk a little bit just about your journey and any synchronicities that you may have experienced as you transitioned from being you know, a writer and a book that's going to be coming out to being you know published author and getting your book out there in the world? Well, I would caution writers to realize that writing the book is just getting you on first base. <laughs> if you want to get it out into the world and want people to be read it, you better be willing personally to be your own best marketer. And so uh, don't think you write a book, it's going to go on a shelf and people are going to be running into the bookstore and pull it off and you're going to be a bestseller. It, it takes some focus and active participation on the part of the author. I mean, there's not a day that goes by. I don't meet people and one thing leads to another and the conversation winds up on synchronicity. And I sell books every day just by casually talking to strangers. It's amazing. They buy right in front of me sometimes. So be willing, be willing to, to um, take responsibility to promote your book. Now, I will say that I was very thankful through your company, Christine, that they did everything I needed to have done to get my book onto Amazon and on Kindle. And they knew all about search engine optimization. So when you you type in synchronicity, my book pops up right away, which is critical. People are looking on the subject. So that piece I had no, no uh, expertise in. But as far as promoting the book, I've met so many people now doing these podcasts. One just leads to another, to another. And, uh, you know, <laughs> I'm very blessed because I've already sold a thousand books and it's not even six months out, my book. I understand the average person only sells 200 in the whole lifetime of their book. So I'm, I'm uh, well on my way, I think, to, uh, to getting my book far and wide. And I also anticipate getting on radio and TV. So, but you got to be, you got to be, uh, again, a participant. You got to be conscious. You got to be thinking about opportunities all the time and the universe will send them to you. Absolutely. Thank you for sharing that. It is, it's so important for every author to understand, you know, like I said, whether it's Random House or Kapusha Publishing, which is my company or anyone in between, it is absolutely essential that you understand that marketing is part of you. And I love that, you know, you didn't point it out, but I'm going to point it out like the synchronicities of, oh, you just have a conversation with someone and oh, you end up talking about synchronicity and they, you know, buy a book, right? I always tell people like, wherever you go, have a book on you, like keep on touching your purse, your backpack, the back of your car, whatever, because these synchronicities do happen and you can literally sell books out of, you know, backseat of your car, you know? I have. Yeah. <laughs> I'm laughing. I had multiple times on the beach. <laughs> I, oh, I love it. My backpack. <laughs> Here's the deal. When I start telling a story, invariably, almost a hundred out of a hundred times, people say, hey, doc, can I tell you mine? Everybody wants to tell this story. Mm -hmm. Everybody has a, you know, everybody has a memory. Oh man, I remember. Ah, so, you know, <laughs> uh, I'm just laughing. Now I'm telling them, hey, listen, I'll listen. But if you really want to get published, send me your stories because I'm going to do a series of these books. Synchronicity, How I Met My Spouse. Synchronicity is How I Found a New Place to Live. Synchronicity is How I Found a New Job. And these stories are just pouring in now from all over the world. On my website, I invite you to do so. If you go on my website, register, you'll get the five-page printout of a user's guide for synchronicity, understanding, and categorizing. You get a free monthly newsletter. But there's an opportunity for you to send us your story. And uh, I anticipate down the road of having a series of these books, very similar to Chicken Soup for the Soul. 
Oh, love it. Love it. Love it. And again, you can go over to the show notes to get information on how to link over to Dr. Ken's website. And again, he did mention he's got a great free resource for you over there called how to categorize and understand synchronicities. It's like a free download. I'm sure in exchange for a name and email, you'll get this guide and you can begin to literally start, you know, sort of categorizing, understanding and tracking and, and learning how to put this power of synchronicity to work for you in your book, in your life, in your business, in your career, with your family, like who knows, in your health, I'm sure every, every nook, cranny and corner of our lives can help us. And who knows, maybe we'll end up publishing one of those books for you too, Ken. Well, as I um, solicit more and more, I'm, I'm, I'm being very discriminating about some of the stories of wow, wow, and some are just okay. But if you've got a wow, wow story, send it to me, uh, particularly the ones on, on relationships. You hear the stories about people, how they met, and they, they disconnected and reconnected. It's, it's magical and mystical. It really is. I have some incredible stories. I might have to send some friends your way. And my own, too. It's kind of funny. My husband said he saw me on stage with like 150 people. And in like the first moment he laid eyes on me, he knew we'd get married. And we didn't start dating. Like It was a, at least a year and a half later. That we actually started a, dating. You probably had a, a what they call a soul or sacred contract, and he just recognized you. Yeah, I'm. I'm sure we do. That's a topic for another episode. <laughs> but for now, um, two quick things that I want to mention before we kind of slide into home plate here and round things out. I have a fun question to ask Ken about one of his stories from his younger years. But I do, again, just want to make sure you all go over to the show notes to get details of you know how you can connect with Ken, where you can go to get a copy of his book and things like that. And also, I'm just going to put the plant this as a seed right now because we don't have the site up yet for you to register. Um, but I think next week from the time this is airing live, my registration will be open for my next publishing masterclass. This is a free class that I teach. I only teach it three times a year and it is geared specifically to help you understand the three different publishing paths that are available for you in today's publishing climate and what the pros and cons are of each and how to determine which might be the right fit for you. And of course, if we're a good fit for you outside of that call and you want to know more, then you can hop on with one of my strategists and see if we might be a fit for you like we were a fit for Ken. So, but again, the training itself, we've had so many people take this training and they're like, I learned more in an hour about the whole publishing industry than I had in the past years. Like I, it just, it clears up the confusion. It tells you exactly what's going on and how to know which path to take. So I encourage you to keep your eyes out for that. And if you're only listening to our podcast and not yet on my email list, we'll send out those notifications again, head over to the show notes. Um, if you grab a copy of my Transformation Quadrant book at transformationquadrant.com, you will be automatically on my list and get an invitation to that. I'll also be sharing it in my Facebook group too. So just want to make sure as we talk about publishing, you know that I've got that free training coming up and it is a well worth, um, well, there's no price to admission. It's well worth your time. If you have any desire to publish a book this year, next year, the year after that, I highly encourage you not to miss it. So Ken, the last thing that I want to add, well, I have two kind of quick questions. One of them is I just have to hear the story because talk about synchronicity. The whole reason why I even got into publishing was because my husband had this idea to write a book and it was a book about baseball. He wanted to interview major league baseball players about their wisdom for what they learn on the field and how it applies off the field. And as a result of him having this moment where he saw this book being done, it's now led me down a 16-year career 
of serving authors because he was the very first author that I published back in 2004. So you have an interesting baseball story yourself. So I just have to hear this because I want to share it with my husband about hitting a home run or something in Yankee Stadium. Like what the heck? Right, right. So the backstory on this, and this is the story actually that put me over the top to write the book. So here, here's the back, the back story. At age 14, I, I grew up in the South Bronx, and I was on a little fella's uh, baseball team. And we won the championship, the, the citywide championship. So as a consolation, they let us play a three-inning exhibition game in Yankee Stadium at a nighttime game, three innings, before the Kansas City Athletics and the New York Yankees. And I was really, I thought I was going to be a professional baseball player. That was my dream. Mm -hmm. I mean, I, my idol was Mickey Mantle. You know, this is the era with Yogi Berra, Mickey Mantle, Whitey Ford, your husband and all of these guys, Tony Kubek, Muscowan, blah, blah, blah. I'm in the dugout with my buddies. And uh, I get up, I'm the third batter. I was a good batter. And I hit a home run in right center field. They had the, an auxiliary fence. They brought it in 200 feet. Because down the right field line, it was 295. When I tell people the story, they always go, you hit a home run? How far was it? <laughs> you know, I'm only 14. <laughs> you couldn't hit 300 feet. I couldn't, but I hit it 200 feet. Anyway, so uh, I'm, I'm out in Long Island on vacation with my wife, Judy, and uh, we're in a place called Shelter Island, which is a little island between the North and the South Fork in Long Island. But there are no waves there. It's in the bay. So Judy said, uh, I want to go down to the beach and, and do some body surfing. So let's go on the ferry and let's go to East Hampton Beach and let's do some body surfing, which I said, great, let's go. You know, we were staying there for three or four days on this island. Well, as fate would have it, when I got off the ferry, the road bifurcates, and I made the wrong boo-boo turn. I made a left instead of a right, and I wound up in a town called Amagansett, which parallels East Hampton, but they're two or three miles from each other. And if anybody knows anything about the Hamptons, it could take you hours to go back on that one road. So I said, hey, Judy, we're going to make the best of a wrong move here. It's the same water, the same sand. There's no one on the beach. We're going to have an unobstructed view. We set up Camp Harris, two umbrellas, two chairs, ocean view. About 20 minutes later, this guy comes walking down the beach on a cane. And he can hardly make it. He's having difficulty navigating. And I see right away he's probably had a hip or a back operation. So he gets alongside me, looks at me, and sits down almost in my lap. And I'm ready to say, hey, buddy. <laughs> beach. Maybe you could move over. He, he obstructed my view, but I didn't say it. The voice of the soul said, hey, be kind. So I offered him help to get up and down, and he didn't want to take it. He said, no, I have to learn to do it myself. Long and short, when he goes to get back up, again, I offer help out of the goodness of my heart, and he puts on this time a cap, New York Yankees. Voice of the soul says, hey, tell me Yankee Stadium story. People who like the Yankees love to hear this story. I've had people cry when I told what happened to me. I tell him the story, and he puts his hand right up in my face and says, stop, at the end of the story. I said, what's the matter? Are you, are you a Boston Red Sox guy? You <laughs> guy? No, I was like, I, I couldn't read him. He says, uh, I, I know that's a true story, and you're Kenny Harris. And I looked at him. I looked down. I'm wearing a bathing suit. I didn't have a name tag on. I says, you know me? He goes, yeah, I know. Yeah, I'm Richie. I was on your team. Oh, my goodness. Later, I hadn't seen him. So I said, Richie, what made you come to this beach today? Because I wasn't supposed to be here. I was supposed to be a couple miles down the road, and I made a wrong turn. He says, I wasn't supposed to be here either. I was on my way to Montauk, which is the end of the island. He says, all of a sudden, I find my car going down Atlantic Avenue, 
because we used to rent a house on this street years ago with, our, with his family. I said, so did I. I had never ran into him before. But oh, that day, wow. the universe put, intersected his mistake and my mistake. And we had a reunion with the coach. He was 90 years old. Eight of the nine guys were still alive. And the rest is history. Oh, talk about synchronicity. <laughs> talk Amazing. about an aha moment. Yes. I was, up, I was high-fiving him on the beach. We were hugging and kissing. <laughs> I mean, it, I, got, I almost came out of my skin. We said, I, I know that's a true story. I said, how do you know? He says, because I was your team. What? <laughs> and I wouldn't recognize him. You know, we had changed so much. Yeah. I'm bald now. I had a full head of hair. You know, I was, I was, I was young. I was 14. Yep. Was, you know, now, now he's an old guy. And, and I wound up helping he had some, uh, you know, as a chiropractor, I, I wound up yep. helping with his physical problems. So oh, amazing. A, amazing. Yeah, well, that's divine. That to me was, a, that was a gift. Yes. I didn't yes, intention yes. that. I didn't think about, oh, I'm going to meet Richie today and, and manifest it. Some synchronicities you can manifest by intention and elevated feelings. But that wasn't on my radar. <laughs> right. That was a pure gift from beyond. So yes. beautiful. So as we slide into home base, not in Yankee Stadium, but we did hear the Yankee Stadium story. What is like the most important thing that you really want our listeners to walk away with from today's episode as it relates to synchronicity and just, you know, maybe speaking specifically to the authors because they're listening to the Get Your Book Done podcast. What do you want them to most take away from our conversation today? If you're, if you're in the process of writing a book, you don't have to reinvent the wheel. Christine has a lot of experience. Her company's been around for 14 years now, 16 years. They'll take you from first base, second base, third base home. How's that for, for a Yankee Stadium story? And uh, you need help. Most people cannot do this on their own. I'm sorry. You can write the stories, yeah. But you, you don't know how to get it from the story phase into an actual published book with artwork and, and formatting and editing. So I would not hesitate you... Uh, you get on her podcast and listen to what she has to offer. The while that I want people to take away around the subject of synchronicity in general is pay attention, stay aware, stay awake. You are not walking on this planet by yourself. Mm. That's, that's the spiritual message of my book, that you're being guided, you're being supported, and synchronicity will keep you on their path so that you can fulfill whatever your mission is, whatever your purpose for being is the synchronistic events will keep you on track. Beautiful. Thank you so much, Ken. And I want to thank you all for listening. And I truly want to encourage you that like today, right now, as you, you know, click off this podcast, before you do anything, just like take a pause to reflect on a moment of synchronicity and set an intention to open your eyes to the power of synchronicity in your life. And then report back to me and let me know what starts showing up. I'll be curious to hear. So beautiful. Thank you again so much, Ken. Thank you all for being here. Can't wait to see you on the next episode. Until then, happy writing. Thank you for joining me for this episode of Get Your Book Done. Be sure to check out the show notes for links to everything we talked about today. And if you want my help with your book, head over to christinecloser.com to learn more and get a free copy of my book, The Transformation Quadrant, which will show you how to blueprint your book in 15 minutes or less. The Get Your Book Done podcast is where the leading conversation is happening for transformational authors everywhere. And I'm grateful you tuned in.